0: hey everyone ever and welcome to 20th century pop the show where we try the show where wow yeah I'm sorry the show where that's the show right where I just I, I pushed the words together I've been doing that a lot I don't know if that's and I'm not drinking it's coffee water and lack of oxygen
1: well isn't isn't putting one word after the other the accurate way to say such sentences
0: you say that I would say isn't putting one word the other accurate way of saying and that's not right <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna start again. Let's do that. All right. Hey, everyone ever, and welcome to 20th Century Pop, the show where we try to understand the present while living in the past. Is that okay? That That's good. Okay. My name is, yep, what? Your name. I
1: was gonna say, what's your, what's your name?
0: My name is Tim Blevins.
1: And I'm Bob Canning. And do you want to do, do you wanna
0: start again? Kind of, but I'm not gonna. Okay. I'm probably just gonna use both parts because, you know, it's real. <laughs> it's oh, it's real, so real. Authentic, and the easiest part of the show that I just fucked up. Fucked up the easiest part. And
1: and you wonder why I'm
0: not a big fan of doing it myself. The show. The opening. I know that, but I thought that'd be a good time to throw I like that doing in. the show. Oh, good. And this show. Today's show. Today's Today's show, show. which is, yeah, the first of our... uh, looking forward to this. (laughs) I was on Good Morning America once, and you're going to be on the Today Show. And we're going to (laughs) promote the shit out of our Christmas season a go-go. Three to four episodes based on Christmas properties. Because we want to be commercial (laughs) sellouts. It's weird. It's actually weird that I want to do multiple episodes of Christmas episodes like we did last year. But that's the season. That's not weird. It is the season. That's the problem. It's it's what
1: people are looking for. It's what they're eh. interested in it's it's the mood of the season. And can you Maybe. hear that
0: that jet taking off? <laughs> yeah can. There Santa's sleigh is crossing <laughs> the 49th parallel. Do you want me to shut my window? Uh it's up to you. Will that stop air it, travel? Well Will I mean redirect no I, it'll stop us from hearing it. That's really your call at this well, point. Listeners, go- it's your call actually. Should, yes if you phone in right now, we'll wait, we'll hold Holding on. Should Bob get out of his chair? Basically, no, so I'm going to
1: leave it open so we can kind of time this episode and see how many jets take
0: off. Well, that doesn't sound exciting for anybody. And by no. anyone, I mean you, I, and the listener. It's like a
1: little It's like a little side adventure, like a little side goal. We'll listen to this and we'll learn about the Star Wars Christmas album that I didn't know existed until you told me to listen to it. And then people will also determine how many jets
0: took off during the recording of this episode. And that'll be a landmark episode of this show. So great, <laughs> great news there. But yes, as Bob just said, we're, we're talking Christmas things. And, and, the, and I, that was, while staged a little with the frenzy from my end, That is, I am being sincere when I'm like, it's a little odd. It's November. It's not even December yet. I know in the past I've complained about Christmas comes so fast, blah, blah, blah. But we're doing this. It's like it's, it's got to hold on my mindset, I guess, that we're doing – I would like to do four Christmas episodes before Christmas because this time of year – and it's from childhood. I think it's depressing now, but as a child, it was. it's a, it's a good memory. It's a good yeah. time. I mean, you're, you're – and we've said this before. You're a fan of Christmas. Christmas yeah. Why season, would right? we do anything else during this last month of the year? Well, because we don't have to do it for the whole month, I guess that's that's why I'm wondering why. And I, I guess I should be able to answer it because I was the one who I think proposed let's do a whole month of Christmas episodes. Why? Because it's Christmas, but I it's November. But it's
1: Christmas, All right? I mean, yes. I mean, really, the isn't it the
0: Macy's Thanksgiving Parade? All I can hear now are the jets, by the way. <laughs> um, Maybe you do want to close that I'll, window.
1: I'll close the window. All Hold right. on.
0: <laughs> oh, in real time. He's closing it in real time.
1: And if anybody is looking for Bob Canning, he clearly lives somewhere near the Burbank Airport.
0: Oh, shit. Wow. Sorry. It's, it's okay. really gave you away <laughs> for that. Um yeah. Okay. But yes. Now that all that's done, and everyone has continued to listen, and no one has stopped, unsubscribed, or left a bad review, um, yeah, it's Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas. We're talking Christmas. Christmas the- season. You were saying something about the parade. Yes. And I said, very jet.
1: End, the very end of the parade. Welcome, Santa Claus. Uh, waving to the crowd. And that is really the kickoff of the Christmas holiday season. I think officially back in the day, it was supposed to kick off the Macy's sales for the holiday or whatever. Uh, But now it is a a global phenomenon that that is officially when Christmas season starts.
0: Yeah, it's commercial. We're commercial. So that's why we're doing this. And today, I think um, this is a good way to start then maybe because what we're going to talk about today is a little product of uh, of two aspects of the holidays, and also of just the childhood franchise. That sort of, I don't think we have to look any further than this franchise to look at the idea of uh, commercial indulgence, you know, or, or or sales tactics, or or using something to sell something else. So I mean, I, I think we're talking today, like you already said, about the um, about the 1980 Star Wars Christmas album. Christmas in the Stars, and you were saying you didn't know this was a thing. You didn't know this existed. I did not know this existed until you brought it up as our next episode topic. But you know the holiday special. Uh
1: yes, I knew the holiday special, and I thought that was it. I thought that was enough oh, from the Star two Wars two different realizations uh, universe. Um, it, when it comes to Christmas, um, and yeah, I I never thought that stars because the holiday special. Is about uh, life day. It's not about Christmas, and so I never really knew that Star Wars dabbled in the real world experience of of Christmas. I thought they just kind of stayed in their own galaxy.
0: Well, and it does create a bit of a logistical nightmare, I guess, in that sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, it ta- you know, Star Wars takes place a long time ago, and the galaxy part—that's fine, but. I don't know. I, as a kid, I would have bought that they could travel to Earth. I guess, but the, I, sure, right? Yeah. And, I, the, and as we get into talking about this,
1: I, I'm, I, I'm thinking of this album often from a kid aspect, and from my kid experience in my childhood, I, I wish I had known this album existed, and I wish they had done more with it because the kid side of me, actually, this this whole album, as I think you will be. You might be surprised to hear, has grown on me in the two and
0: a half days that I've been listening to it. <laughs> Nonstop. Nonstop. I find this, up, I will say up front, I do not like this album. <laughs> you do not like it at all. There isn't a single aspect of it that you That's can't not true.
1: find entertaining for what they were trying to do, for what it is.
0: We'll, we'll get to it. I think okay. we'll get to something I enjoyed. Okay. But... um. I don't know. What did you think when I said, let's talk about this? What was, what did you think a Star Wars Christmas album would be? Well, I, I, f- again, I didn't know it existed.
1: Uh, last year we talked about the, the holiday special, the life day special. So I just kind of assumed it was going to be very similar to that in that, you know, here are some people that are trying to just, uh, earn a little extra buck off the Star Wars name. They're not putting much thought into it. Um, they maybe have somebody from Star Wars involved, whether or not they're high, I don't know. Um,
0: and, and A couple people from Star Wars involved.
1: Yeah, and and so I just kind of thought it was going to be that, not that great of the era, you know, and just kind of crappy mm-hmm. is what I was expecting. And at first, that's kind of how I felt, uh, especially when it, it just that opening moment uh, the very first thing we hear on the album is is C-3PO over-dramatically saying, oh, my stars.
0: And just just that it opens with that sort of just was like, oh, here we go. Well, it opens with a song called <clears throat> Christmas in the Stars. Yes. So there's <laughs> some sense to it there. I think there's Jingle Bells. It sounds like the intro to Annie. And this is the thing. There are hundreds of, hundreds of crap Christmas albums out there. I remember having a Ren and Stimpy Christmas <laughs> album. I had a Pac-Man Christmas <laughs> album. There was a Harry Connick Jr. Christmas hey. album. That's not crap. That's wonderful. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> there's plenty of this out there. So that shouldn't be so surprising. And And... Yeah, you hear you hear a bumbling Anthony Daniels, which again, as a kid, would be exciting. Oh, super! Exciting. I love hearing Anthony Daniels, and he he invites you to sing a song that you've never heard before. Uh, right, everyone sing along. But he named like right in that first song, he name drops. You know, he says Wookiee. He doesn't say Chewbacca at that point, but he says Wookiee. He mentions d four. He which, rhymes uh, Wookie with Cookie. Which yes, that's what you rhyme Wookie with. Exactly. <laughs> And he mentions d 4 and r 2 d twos there. And, you know, th- that is very exciting as a kid. Because, again, at that time, this came out in 1980, November 1980. So I would have seen Empire Strikes Back on the big screen by then. I would have been embedded in Star Wars. But because I wasn't – we probably had the book and tape collections. But because I wasn't watching clips of it on TV all the time – any chance, like when C three PO and R two D two were on Sesame Street, that was a big deal. When C three PO was telling me that smoking is bad, that was a big deal. Like I just loved hearing them. So that's kind of exciting. I, it's odd to make him sing. Well, and he sings. He sings a little like Lou Reed. He's more talking. Yeah, he's singing.
1: a talk singer. He's. It sort of reminded me of Barney, the dinosaur.
0: Oh, okay. I was Yeah, rubble. No, that's
1: not... the purple dinosaur. Where he's talk singing. It's more you know spoken word poetry. Um, over music, um, and then the those are all very seniors. kind ways of explaining
0: it. You're very generous <laughs> with your wording.
1: Well, he's an android, and I mean, oh, he's a droid. We an android t- would
0: have flesh parts.
1: Thank you. Um, he is a droid, and he uh, gets to a point where he actually is showing later. I'm it, sorry, by the way, that was the the shitty. No, that was it. very Tim. That wasn't oh, shitty. Tim's that was shitty. That was Tim's Star Wars. Uh, just. Making sure we're all on the same page. Star Wars Minute. Well, that's taken, but yeah. (laughs) Star Wars Minute. Um, But yeah, I guess I didn't know what to expect. And when he wasn't singing, at first it was annoying, but then it was like, well, yeah, okay, this is how C-3PO would sing this is how he would
0: perform no it's not sure (laughs) it is i was exhausted by the end of this first track first (laughs) song it is hard at first and i uh, but again it's i (laughs) i guess i'll ask right now it's hard to write a christmas song i imagine or a classic Christmas song. A classic I think Christmas song. I think, it's, is easy to, I think it's
1: easy to write Christmas songs. As you just pointed out, with the Pac Man and, and so forth, I think it's easy to put some keywords down and call it Christmas, have some bells jingling in the background and that and you got a Christmas album. I think it is hard to write a, a classic Christmas song. And I don't think there are I don't think there are any classic
0: Christmas songs on this album. <laughs> I will. I will one up you. Say there are no classic Christmas songs. Well, that's not true. We'll get to one that is an actual classic Christmas song. But just in a general idea, because you can think of ideas like of this, right? Like pop culture Christmas albums. Sure. And not just like the Barbra Streisand one or you know David Bowie singing with, uh, uh, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Thank you. Like yeah. Those pop culture crossovers, but just. Franchises that do a Christmas album. I'm sure there's a Sesame Street Christmas album. There's a Muppets with John Denver Christmas sure. album. Sure. There are all these things of kind of packing the familiar faces on getting the holiday out. I guess for the kids. Mm-hmm. I, but what, what? at the same time, like why? why do you think... I mean, this is... I feel like more than the holiday special, I know we're just starting. This is just blatant cash-grabbing. This is just what can we smack on the front of it? It was it was produced by a guy. I'm going to mispronounce his name, Miko Monardo, I believe is his name, and he's the guy who did that really famous disco version of the Star Wars theme mm-hmm. on an album called Star Wars and Other Galactic Funk. So he made you know he just took the John Williams theme and jazzed it up with disco and, and made made a fortune off of that. Yeah, he put this together, which, which I don't can't, think is as much
1: of a cash grab as as you're saying. Uh, because a cash grab would be to throw the Star Wars name on this and yes, have did. them cover some existing uh, songs and put in some Android, uh, excuse me, Droid uh, bloops and bleeps. And, uh, there it. are bloops and bleeps. But but they're not cover songs. These are original songs. And Written, a by the way, by a, a
0: Broadway musical author. Future Broadway. A Tony Award Tony winner.
1: Tony Award winner. Yeah. With with guest well, singers from from very popular hair metal bands. Well, I, I don't know if Bon Jovi is a hair metal to be band. Pop.
0: Bon Jovi is a hair metal band, and John Bon Jovi's first recording gig was first on this ever. fucking album. This is like but, this is this is that you know
1: underground thing that happens where all these uh, great stars you know kind of spawn off of because Star Wars was not underground in 1980. No, it this, was a to, corporate to me this album financial... is underground. Um. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a cash grab because there was effort put into it, there was thought put into it, there what? was talent behind it. Eh. A cash grab would have been just a you know a computer and sound effects over existing
0: songs, which I would have preferred. Okay, because <laughs> that has re listenability. Like, are you going to go back and listen to Christmas? We're only one song in, by <laughs> yeah. the way. It's, I just, a very, it's a very long song. <laughs> <laughs> to the Miko fans and Maury Yeston, who is the author of these songs fans who maybe saw that in the tags and, and, and are checking out this show. Let me I just want to be clear. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. It's it's the most impactive series of films of my childhood. Um George Lucas, second maybe to what, Optimus Prime or third to Stanley and Optimus Prime to tie this into another episode. <laughs> but I'm just saying, so I love Star Wars and I love so, I can defend just about anything of Star Wars because I love so much about Star Wars. And I loved the holiday special for various reasons, not all of which are maybe, you know, the, the most valid, clear-headed reasons. But this, I, I, this to me, yeah, I, I this feels like trash. And I feel bad saying that. That's such a judgmental thing and just a pop culture it's thing that as a judgmental. child- it is very judgmental. I know, and I'm wondering why. Because this has Star Wars on it. Isn't normally Star Wars is the buffer that makes me like something more. Like I, and they're not horrible movies. I do like the prequels. I like them more because they're Star Wars movies. But I'll, I'll stand by them. And most, you know, and in a Star Wars tackle box for fishing. I, sure, I'll support that. You know, in these and the Star Wars comics, novels, whatever. But this, I, I don't. Is it? Is it because it?
1: But here, here's my take. Like, yeah, it initially. I initially thought I was going to be listening to crap the whole time, and I didn't listen through the whole thing uh, in one sitting the first time because I, oh, I no I, I couldn't. It was I hard. struggled, but I did it. It was hard to do. I've since listened to it straight through. I've what to, again? You listened you know, to it I, again? I've listened to it probably uh, over the last. Forty-eight hours, about eight times. Straight, what? Straight through. I, I'm putting in some effort here for you this. Are for no this that episode. what was
0: more of a commending of <laughs> get this guy a polished trophy.
1: Um, it is not for you or I today, and maybe that's why you're coming off as as thinking it's complete crap. I don't think it's great. Um, I'm not going to listen to it again.
0: My children have <laughs> Eight no- Eight is enough, I would say. <laughs> my children- Also, that's more than I've ever listened to it. I've known <laughs> its existence for almost its entire existence.
1: This thing oh. is 38 years old. Oh. You know, it doesn't sound 38 years
0: old. It's <laughs> wow. very well made. Oh, my God. Um, so, I'm sorry. You Did you play it for your kids? No, I, I and I have-
1: I, I was going to I played it for my wife and her initial reaction was what the fuck is this?
0: Sure, that's a fine reaction.
1: But I've got I don't want to play it for my kids because they already aren't Star Wars fans.
0: <laughs> this is gonna turn them.
1: And and the, well, that's the thing. I don't want them to start here. I mean, not that they're starting here. They've got some semblance of of
0: Star Wars. It's it, I don't think anyone's gonna it. start with this. But like, as I'm not gonna introduction. I don't want to the greater to, galaxy of Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want this. I don't want this to be. An experience they have until they've had the actual good experience of Star Wars. Um, so no, um, we're not going to listen to it again. But I don't think it. I think, like I was saying at the beginning, I think the kid in me uh, would have absolutely have loved this at the time. A C three PO was there. R two D two was there. Wookies were mentioned. Droids are singing. Uh, they're they're they they've got hover. What was it? They had some sort of hover thing. <laughs>
0: They mentioned and my know, hand was hovering over the stop button. Was that maybe what you're referencing? Uh, uh, hover skates uh, are being deployed
1: at one point. Um, there is a Wookiee kissing a droid because there's mistletoe.
0: There is. I actually have that in the notes. I thought that was sweet.
1: Yes, it's sweet. And I think as a kid, I can see why you would love this song. As adults listening to this album, it sounds like a waste of time. I think it was made for kids. And I think it works for kids to an extent. And I kind of, the kid in me wants this to be an animated special. Because there is a through through line to all the songs. There's a little bit there of a is, story. There's a
0: connective tissue, like a little dialogue or a play that goes from song to song.
1: Yeah. And I think it well, would have worked as an
0: animated special. That's interesting, because there's a point that I have in my notes where I thought it would have worked as a storybook. But we're not sure. there yet, because we have eight. Or set seven more tracks to go. Um, that's interesting. That Because that, I feel like I'm betraying how I normally fe- feel about things. Because one thing, and I've said it multiple times in the show, that I'm having a really hard time with this album. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm sorry because people did put effort into it. But this is the thing. It is for children. And that's normally a go-to thought of mine, at least recently. Like, I mean, that was for kids. Kids like it. And I love listing off character names. Like, I love thinking like d 4 Chewbacca, RGD2, these sounds are in it. Shouldn't that be enough? And of all the Star Wars things in the universe, this one <laughs> is really not sitting well with me. But let's let's move on. We've got all these other tracks to struggle through the next track, what's the second song on
1: this The uh, uh, second song is called Bells, 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 Bells.
0: bells, bells. Probably just the,
1: a few less of those bells.
0: Yeah, it's Bells, this, Bells, Bells. Yes, and this is the one in the 90s I knew. This is the one that I <laughs> and everyone would quote because it's basically C-3PO – Saying bells, 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 <laughs> while bells are jingling, and that as I remember going to this album, getting to that track and finding that hilarious, and that became my new memory of this album. It's it's a song where we've got R two D two and C three P O are talking to each other. This song starts off uh, starts up, and basically a structure of this album it constantly sets up that C three P O is going to explain something to R two D two. Like for example, the song starts with him explaining how a song works. A verse comes to four chorus. He's telling R2 how that works. And then he's gonna, I guess, I guess R2D2 expresses, you know, what are bells in his beeps? Uh, he's asking, you know, what he doesn't know. He doesn't know what bells are. What are beeps? And C3PO proceeds to answer none of R2D2's <laughs> questions. He answers and, and like, so many other questions about bells. <laughs> he answers so many <laughs> other questions. At one point, this is in my notes and it explained, it must be a rhyme. But C-3PO asks R2-D2, in shock, you know what Japanese are? (laughs) I believe he, somewhere in the rhyming, because they're going back and forth. Yeah. And he's telling him like, tiny, small, 10 feet tall. Basically, he's saying bells can be anything. Bells can be anything, and including... Japanese. They can be Japanese. Oh, Japanese, that's what he says. Okay. Yes. Well then that okay, that makes sense. And what happens but,
1: is when he says they can be tiny, there's like a small bell sound. When he says they can be ten feet tall, there's a ten foot tall
0: bells. Okay, go on. Uh
1: which I guess maybe gongs are considered bells. Um yeah,
0: I, and I then would at say one that. point
1: he says the bells can be Japanese, and then there's kind of a maybe a
0: musically racist Japanese ting 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 kind of sound. Having heard your rendition, I would drop maybe from that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little offensive, (laughs) C-3PO. Come on. This song should be maybe what the album is. They're encountering the holidays. What's the holidays? Like, I can get that. As a kid, it's kind of like, R2-D2 wants to know what the holidays are. Tell them, 3PO. Or 3PO could say, tell them, kids. I've got to go do something. And that's exactly
1: what I came away with, too. And you're missing one point, too, that the listener should know about. Not only is C-3PO explaining things to R2-D2, they happen to be at a gift factory where droids are making gifts. Slaves. They're slaves. Uh, they're, they might be slaves, um, where because um, S claws will be coming to to pick up their their gifts. And
0: Just, uh, for the listener listening, I don't mean to spoiler. S claws stand in for Santa Claus. Nah, no, <laughs> that's true. We'll get that's to that. True. That's true. You're Santa actually right. Doesn't actually show up. The second biggest <laughs> plot twist in the Star Wars saga involves well, esk's clause But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Defend this song.
1: <clears throat> well, no. I was just <clears throat> saying that the, the basic story setting is that they're at the droid factory and, and C-3PO and R2 uh, decide that they should help the droids because they seem to be struggling to make all the toys. Chewie is
0: there with them and he'll help, too. That's true. He is. You yeah. hear it. And again, that's this has some nice sound work. I know it's just re, mostly recycled clips well, from the films.
1: I read that uh, I don't have the ben name Burt. in front of
0: me. Uh, ben Burt. There you go. Was the uh, sound guy on the films uh, provided the sounds here as well. Okay. And we'll Actually, we'll get to the one thing that I love on this album comes up later. It's the thing that Ben Burt did. Okay. We'll get to that. That is kind of exciting. Um,
1: but yeah, so <clears throat> there there is a story there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, not only are we helping S Claus and these droids, but then R2 is learning about the meaning of Christmas, but not just the meaning of Christmas, but, is he? but he's learning about bells, bells, bells. And yeah, he's learning maybe. later about singing and the joy that yeah. that can bring.
0: Um, and then there's. But C3PO the
1: already knows what it is?
0: C3PO knows m- many things. Protocol droid, I yeah. guess, maybe knows customs and cultures. There you go. This is setting up a world where Earth exists within the Star Wars. True. Which is why it's sort of like, I consider it could have
1: worked as a very standalone Star Wars Christmas special. I think it works as a standalone
0: Star Wars Christmas album. This song, I guess, could be the thing where it's like, let's explain Christmas. But if that's the case, why are there still... What, six more songs? <laughs> seven more songs? We're we're literally uh, only
1: on song two.
0: We're and four minutes are, into this There thing. are
1: seven more songs.
0: So what's the, the next song? Well, the next song, again, I
1: believe sung by – well, actually, I'm not sure if C-3PO sings this. It's The Odds Against Christmas, inspired yes. by C-3PO. But I don't think he sings it.
0: No, he does. Uh, no he does sing it. Yes, he does. He tells us that the odds against Christmas are 365 to 1. Which means it's Christmas versus leap year every other day in a leap year. But yeah, this and again, I this each of these if you had just one of these songs, maybe it would be bearable. You know, this one uh, he talks about chaining Father Time to a tree. He mentions the Magna Carter, whatever. I, I, but I, I get it. It's it's kind of like there's an old Yogi Bear uh, cartoon Christmas special where I think there's a song like We Need a Little Christmas. It's just like really fast moving. We need a little Christmas. Like It almost sounds like a song you've heard before. Sure. Well, all so of these do, I think. It works. Yeah. You think it works? works? This is actually my least favorite song on the album. Oh, this is your least favorite song <laughs> in the
1: album. This,
0: this is the one. Why is that? I'd love to hear why.
1: Uh, I don't. The think math. It's, there's math involved. Uh, there's there's non Christmas things. You know, it's like, hey, this almost couldn't be. Uh, we trees might not have happened if if seeds hadn't. You know, I don't know. It's like all these. It's Almost churchy. I yeah, like it's,
0: it's one word away from saying Jesus is the only God.
1: Sure. I, maybe that's it, and it hadn't really stuck out. But maybe that's exactly it. But it's yeah, it's like these odds against Christmas. It it just f- didn't sit right, and I, I didn't really care for the the musicality of it, to be honest. Okay. Whereas the other songs are quite musical. Like the next song. Oh yeah, the next song. Uh, what
0: what is the next song?
1: <laughs> Track four on Christmas in the Stars is what can you get a Wookie for Christmas? Open parentheses, when we when he already owns a comb, uh, close parentheses.
0: Yes. <laughs> no this question is, mark. No, no question mark. <laughs> I don't think. No, I think you're right. <laughs> this is the wacky showstopper of the album. <laughs> I believe it was this the is single. This is the one – uh, this is – I don't know. I thought uh, Christmas in the Stars was the single. Okay. This was the single? I, Maybe I had, again. I album had read, could have two singles.
1: I, I, sure. You can have a couple uh, releases. I had read a little bit when I was learning about this album and its creation uh, that this is actually a top 40 hit at the time. What? Yeah.
0: I think what can you get a with open parenthetical when he already owns a comb, closed parenthetical it was a top forty hit, <laughs> maybe not a top, maybe hit, was a top sixty hit? 100. Maybe it was a Billboard one hundred. Maybe it was a Billboard 100. That's still impressive given the number of songs in existence. I just it is <laughs> I I double they're double so check that. sure. Yeah, check that out. Look up your facts. <laughs> this is the worst kind of song. It's not the worst song in the album. But it's the worst kind of song. It's the kind that they're so sure. It's Grandma got you're run over by that. a reindeer. Oh my god, I hate that. Yeah, it's. You ever see Waiting for Guffman? We've watched that. Together. Sure. Yeah. It's that Nothing Ever Happens on Mars song, which yep. is like the comic call everyone's laughing at. It's in the Footloose <laughs> musical, which if you haven't seen on Broadway in 1999, don't because I did it. It's that Mama Always Said song that the, the, I'm sorry to be offensive here, the Hick sings. It's just a dumb guy kind of like, huh, uh, a song that's just built on this joke, I guess. And they're just, it's droids singing. So I guess I could like that, but they all have the voice that the torture droid has in Return of the Jedi. They all have that same voice, like, not mechanical voice Stat talks like this. Right. So I like picturing it that th- this is torture for the other <laughs> droids. But, you know, they're getting perfume for the princess they mentioned in this. It, it name drops some stuff. They get earmuffs for Han Solo, which makes sense because he's still frozen in carbonite at this point. And they <laughs> that actually make do sense. make— Yeah, they make some good points. Because when they're thinking about (laughs) Chewbacca, they're like, no boots, no hats. That's true. All of that is true. They even, (laughs) I did find, I left that one thing. The droids suggest re-gifting the comb (laughs) that that, that he already has and giving that to him again, which I'm like, well, that's sensible. They offer an existential gift of love. It's just, and it's the punchline of it, it's just basically building up to, they decide to get him a brush. Which is- At the end of the song. Which makes sense. Yeah, but they're screwed for next year. Because he's already got a comb. Yeah. Which the brush is the nicer gift, I guess, but Probably. I don't know. this For his length of hair. That's true. Yeah. this I mean, this song feels like the kid's pageant that you have to- You have kids. Oh, yeah. Do you have to go to their shows sometimes Some, and sit through, like, we're dressed up as peapods. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. Uh, this is exactly that. Uh, which may be why it was a recurring top 40 Christmas hit. That <laughs> is Recurring? That is the fact. Uh, during the Christmas season, Christmas hits are, are on their own list, apparently. And and it would repeatedly make the top 40. What years? It what doesn't years have it that information. Wow. We'll have to dig deeper for that.
0: The, it's, yeah. I, did you like it? Did you say that already? Uh, I
1: didn't mind it. I mean, all of them irritated me at first, <laughs> yes. but, but it grew on times in. I think what so I didn't much. like about this one is that it was sung by kind of like this elf sound. And I think you may have said this already, this elfy sounding voice. It wasn't quite a droid. It wasn't quite a person. Um, So that probably bothered me more <laughs> than anything else.
0: Uh, so the, the, the performer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this song is, again, as a kid, I mean, the title, okay, it's a funny title. And I think I remember seeing that on the album and laughing at it. <laughs> and on its own, that's fine. It's like a novelty song. You, you mentioned Grandpa got, or Grandma yeah. got run over to the reindeer. My, my condolences. But yeah, that song is horrible. That's a perfect example of what this album could be as a one-hit song. Why do people love that? Fucking song! Why oh, does God, that song still get played? Like, there no are some idea. fine repetitive Christmas songs, like the Christmas wrapping by the waitresses. That's, that's great. A great song. I love that song. I'll always love that. Apparently, that's the only one I can think of right now. Harry Connick Jr.'s got uh, that Santa Baby, Claus song. Please come home. I I'll never tire of that one. I will tire of the uh, miracle of Christmas, or what's the really slow one that's manipulative on that album?
1: Uh, oh, on Feels the Harry like, Connick Jr. Yeah. one,
0: yeah. uh when my heart finds Christmas, yeah, that's kind of crap yeah. but the there's some so, some gen, genuine like interest in these songs. Why does Grandma got run over by the reindeer, which is basically the whole it's it's along the lines of like hello mudda, hello fada. It's like <laughs> it's a classic that I don't get that you you basically record it with a laugh track. like why is that fucking thing? I don't a know. Hint?
1: I and why I, isn't it on this album? I don't know. well because they already had what can you get a wookie for Christmas? Oh, why
0: is Uh, it on that album? Why isn't it on this album? Why is it on? Why does it exist? Why are we talking about it? Third base. Why is it in my head? How do I get it out of there? (laughs) I guess stuff like novelty songs. I'm normally fine with novelty songs. They don't really bother me, even if, because if I don't like them, I can turn them off. There's something about Christmas. Maybe this is what it is, like Christmas time, such a compacted time based on hearing music. There's music playing everywhere. And so it's more obvious when there's a cash in, like a Star Wars Halloween album would be immediately forgotten, I feel like. Star Wars Valentine's special, I don't know if that would hit, but Star Wars, oh, by the way, both of those things would be huge, huge deals. But um, something about just squeezing it into Christmas and, and there's a block of time, like it's not like the month of October gets a lot of Halloween songs. It gets the horrible Monster Mash. Uh that gets played, thriller. But it's not like there's a tradition of, here. Are, here's a month of Halloween hits. Because Christmas is, and all these songs get poked in, I guess, you have a lot of time to fill up. That's why something like fucking Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer gets put on the air, taking up valuable Valuable, audio time. that I could be hearing Good King Wenskless Loss or something performed by (laughs) Sting. He does uh, Three Ships, I think, not that. But I just, I don't uh, know. Something about that is enraging. Because it only gets played one time of year, right. so I'm gonna hear it. These other other novelty songs, I can kind of. Where am I gonna hear it? When are they gonna play fish heads on the radio? But because <laughs> which isn't a horrible song, but it's not a great song. But this, and then that's why it's weird that I don't hear this album anymore on the radio. I guess I'm thankful. Also, it's a radio. Yeah, and yeah, what's a radio. No, I've never heard it um,
1: on the radio. Uh, I didn't hear it in my youth. I never hear these songs now.
0: So. Yeah. just heard him eight times in two days. I'm not on the radio. Okay. That's fair enough. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, this song's Take It or Leave It. It's fine. It's comical (laughs) enough. And because because I believe on the record it was the next to last song inside one, I feel like there's a little closure coming up on this next song. Song five on this album is called R2-D2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. It should have a parenthesis that says Merry Christmas again, but it doesn't. <laughs> um yeah, and this is this almost makes more sense because it's a bunch of kids singing at <laughs> RTD2, accompanied by, accompanied by, I'm having trouble saying that word. Yeah. A young John Bon Jovi. Mr. John Bon Jovi. Pre-Young Guns John Bon Jovi. That's the measurement I would use. <laughs> I wouldn't have known it's him, but it's interesting that this is his initial thing. And I and guess it's, it, it's it's hard to hear him in this vocal uh,
1: track. I, say, yeah, I wouldn't, except being told such, I wouldn't have put any any known voice here, really,
0: because you were very open to what can we get a wiki for Christmas being a perennial holiday hit on the radio, but this that fact would would, would throw you. Dennis I'm, I'm saying without the prior knowledge. Okay. Without prior knowledge, yeah. I didn't
1: know that Wookie was a top 40 hit. And without prior knowledge, I
0: did not know that that was John Bon Jovi. Would not have known. And I feel like that that little piece of trivia there, that's why this album should be known. And it's not. I don't think John Bon Jovi puts this. I think, I think he's
1: probably working with uh, record companies to make sure that this album stays uh off the radar. It's available. You can get this album. Yeah, but well, let, get it on let's, CD. Let's, let's get it out there then. Let people no, know. No, no. Listen to young John Bon Jovi. How young? Like, how old do you think he was? He must have been in his 20s at least. 21,
0: 22. Yeah. yeah he'd be pretty young. He wasn't one of the Eight. kids. Like, you mentioned No, kids. he's not one of the kids yeah. screaming at R2-D2. Um, I mean, again, this song, it, it is a song that it needs the characters more than the other one. Well, the Wookiee one, too. It's like, this song is about kids singing R2-D2. Kids like R2. That's fine. They want to drop him down a chimney. That's weird. but A big you know, as round a kid, chimney. I guess, right? Like a smokestack. Yeah. They want to take him to the train. Like a factory chimney. Drop them down a factory smokestack <laughs> to get the kids out who are soot covered and dying. <laughs> and I just, I feel like, again, as a child, I guess I would have liked this. And you know, C-3PO wishes him a Merry Christmas at the end. It, it's Again, I think this is where the record flips. And in a way, this feels like a TV variety show. You know, you, all the kids come out and you... Wheel the prop of R2D2 out with Kenny Baker asphyxiated inside of it, and C3PO comes out. And you and the kids sing the song. C3PO puts his hand on his head, and says "Merry Christmas, R2," and that's all you need from comes Star down. Wars. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, uh, Rip Taylor comes out and throws <laughs> shit at you, or whatever. But that you know, so any one of these things, maybe one time. That's the thing, like. Nobody looks at the Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill duality appearance on The Muppet Show as being a threat to the canon of Star Wars, because it was The Muppet Show. Mark Hamill was on it playing himself, but also playing Luke Skywalker. Hey, have you seen my cousin Luke Skywalker around? This little, you know, walking in and out in costume. That's fine. It's a little bit, a little routine. You see it once on TV, it's entertaining. Any one of these songs could have been stuck into like the Paul Lind Christmas special or the... uh, any other actor. I can't think of anyone who's ever <laughs> performed. The, the, the Pink Lady and Jeff Christmas special, the uh, really reaching for shows I was unaware Sonny of until the Cher, internet maybe? here. Sonny and Share, Sonny or Share because they were probably solo by this point. Any of these would be a simple little trash piece on TV with a visual. But the fact that someone bought this album for their kid and said, here, you can enjoy <laughs> this. And this is what they had to listen to. That's sad, I think. Because I don't I, – I assume kids didn't go back to this every year with the exception of the <laughs> surprise radio <laughs> bullet to the top of what can you get a wiki for Christmas. Like this is just this idea of this sad – you know, the Christmas presents that you open up and then they just sit in the corner. You know, in a movie about anthropomorphic records – This one would be all curled up by the heater, slowly warping with a little tear that running down the grooves of the record, Uh wondering, why not me? Why am I not hip like the 45s by Cyndi Lauper or that uh, book and record collection of the movie Hair... Spray, not hairspray. What's it? shampoo? I was trying to get a worn baby, whatever it is. I, see. I just, it just seems sad that this exists. That some kid, imagine just being a kid and you know, I want anything Star Wars for Christmas. I'd love something for Star Wars for Christmas. You get downstairs and you open up something, and maybe it's a calendar, maybe it's a big picture book, and it's this bullshit. <laughs> this is what somebody thinks Star Wars is. It's sad, really, because the physical thing that now sits in your house. What's the purpose of it outside of one day maybe being sold on eBay or talked about it on a podcast that nine people listen to? Eight. No, nine this week cuz you're on it. I don't I I don't know. I I guess. I mean, I don't know because I didn't
1: have it as a kid, but the 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 kid in me right now thinks that this would have been kind of fun to have. Really? And I might have gone back to it Christmas. I mean, we had probably five christmas records that we rotated through the season and i uh-huh. think i would have been fine having this one in the rotation at that age uh. right next to the ray con of singers and the <laughs> the conway twitty christmas album and really? uh i don't know we probably had i know we had a, a barbara streisand christmas one as well
0: Did you have twas the knots before christmas with don Knotts <laughs> reciting the birth of jesus <laughs> i wish i did please tell me that exists um, is he still alive? I don't think
1: so. I don't think so, no.
0: No. Well, well, let's flip this record over then. Let's
1: do that. Let's go on a sleigh ride. That's the first song. That is. On Side
0: 2. It opens with C3 It's not Field a College. cover of
1: Sleigh Ride per se.
0: It's a reimagining. Yeah. And this is what I think the album, and it wouldn't be any better, but this is what the album should have been. It's taking something recognizable, the song Sleigh Ride. And it's 3PO singing other lyrics to it, correct? That's um, that's once again how explaining that works. to <laughs> yeah, about to explain music to R2D2. <laughs> I actually, every re- this is the one track I listened to twice, okay? Uh, I rewind it because it opens with C3PO calling R2 a silly bucket, <laughs> and I did rewind it because I know he did it, but I'm like, that sounded like fuck I what.
1: thought so too. <laughs>
0: So, I, I heard that twice, but this, this is the song. Yeah, this song. It's that song Slay Ride, which I'm not crazy about, but it's fine. And it becomes a song about singing. Right. <laughs> He's trying to teach R2 about singing. And this this was a song I said earlier that has something exciting to offer. Because we were talking about Ben Burt, the sound designer uh, for the Star Wars movies, who's you know using Wookiee clips and R2 clips, or maybe making new ones. I don't know. In this one, in this particular song, C3PO encourages. R2-D2 to, to, to try and sing. Yeah. And there was something really fulfilling about that because Ben Burt got made all these whistle sounds. Like R2's kind of whistling almost like it happened in that Muppets movie with that new puppet. He's whistling along. And it's a different sound than you've heard him do before, but it sounds like what R2 could do. And that, for the eight seconds it happens, which probably feels like twice as much, that's exciting. That's exciting because it's like, it's a Christmas song, okay, whatever. Oh, different lyrics from 3PO, and here's r 2 doing something that we recognize him as. Because C-3PO, no offense, Anthony Daniels, but I don't, do you think he recorded this album like in an hour <laughs> or half an hour? Uh, because he, he doesn't do much. Uh, Anthony Daniels doesn't do much.
1: He carries this album. He's on almost every track. Uh, he, he's well, the, He is on every track. He's the only one. Uh, uh, vocalizing. I mean, he's not on the Bon Jovi track. I don't think. No,
0: sadly, that's not
1: on the uh, the Wookiee Cone. Well, I would love so to hear him do
0: dead or alive. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. That would be amazing. But um, or the uh, living on a prayer, the whoa halfway there part. <laughs> oh my god! Can can I get your rendition of that? No, because I can't do a C three PO impression. But I. So this is a pointless <laughs> bit. But that. I would, man, I would have nostalgia for that before it happened. That is a great idea. Sure. See, 3PO covering 80s pop songs, like hard hair metal, like Here I Go Again, that's a song. I can picture him singing that when he, when, uh, cause he even says that, in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> so what if he sang it instead and added on my own? On because my own. he and R2 do go off on their own for a little bit. Yeah. That, ah.
1: sure. Well, that's, that's more great. novelty
0: than this, I think. But yes. I think so. Yeah. That is novelty. But, so this song's okay because of what it does. Like again, yeah. this is one where on its own that would be fine. Sure. And it's like,
1: you like the melody you're familiar with, you know, it's the Christmas melody. So yeah,
0: that I- works. I almost thought going into it that the second time, second side, I was trying to remember what is on the second side. Maybe it's all instrumentals like that cheap out thing that I think they do sometimes where it's like, here's your celebrity Christmas album for four tracks. And then here is the local who's my, what's it bell choir digging along to silent night. (laughs) And that would be fine too, because here's the thing it would make this as an album as a whole, as a thing you put on palpable and tolerable. I feel horrible for the parents who had to sit there while this, played the one time from their child's Fisher-Price record player. Yeah. Because it's awful. They also miss a joke in this song. When 3PO tells R2 to take a solo, they don't say anything. Like, that's, what? (laughs) Do something there. Come on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just so exhausting just to get to this. (laughs) Like this, I could hear on the radio. and It would just be in the background because again, it's a familiar song, so you can zone out yeah. or you can be like, "What's what's well, that British robot talking about?"
1: It's actually funny you say that. It could be on the in the background, and you you kind of zone out. I made is that it playing same, right now, and I'm missing it. I made that same comment to to my wife about the album as a whole because Ugh. it's it, as much as you're ragging on it, it is well put together. Like what? the. the no, seriously. The instrumentation, the the backup singers, uh, the choral singers, it, they sound good. It's clean. It's crisp. It's clear. Um, it's not just like a couple instruments. Just to you know that they pulled a couple guys off the street. They've got an orchestra going on on a lot of these songs. It is a well. Uh, played album, I think. I think it's well put together. Yes, the tracks are cheesy, the lyrics are inane, and it involves <laughs> C-3PO and droids and, and Wookiees. But if it was just background music at a party and you weren't really listening to it, it is
0: Christmas music. It has that vibe. But Star Wars isn't just background. That's the thing. Like, Why have it at all? Yes, it's Christmas. So put on Sleigh Ride. Put on in your instrumental collection of Sleigh Ride sure. or put on uh, the, the Bing Crosby Christmas album where he sings Do You Hear What I Hear or put any of this stuff on or put one of the – like do you like those um, Keith Haring-covered uh, Very Special Christmas albums? Do you like those?
1: Uh, I don't mind them. I don't have any, but I remember listening to them in the late 90s
0: when I think yeah, I had, they were coming out. I had one of them but, and I'll go back to them and it's because – you know. and again, I skip a lot of them. I don't
1: – That's like a random collection of artists though, right? Like different –
0: yeah, it's it's popular artists at this time doing Christmas standards. Yeah. So what got me to the one I bought was probably Sting was on it singing Three Ships. Um, Patti Smith was on it, terrifying us with a <laughs> version of We Three Kings. <laughs> Chris Cornell was on it doing Ave Maria. Like, you know, something brings you to yeah. the album. But then in listening to it, you hear one of the only Dave Matthews songs I like is his Christmas song that he sings on that. He sings it with us, someone else, Tim and something Reynolds. He did a- Tim a, Reynolds. Album. Yes, they do a song. And I don't like Dave Matthews, but that's sweet. Yeah. And you have a cover. I didn't realize it was a cover of a pre-existing song, but you have No Doubt performing Oi to the World. You have Hootie and the Blowfish, I think, doing maybe Chestnuts Roasting on, on Open Fire, whatever it is. Yeah. I can tolerate that, even if I don't like the artist. Not a big Hootie and the Blowfish fan. I normally hate Dave Matthews, but they're singing songs I know. exactly. And you top that off with people I do like also doing songs I know, and that – that, I think, has some repeated listening ability. And that's something you can also have in the background. You can make a mix and put that in, and it's not going to jar you into thinking, wait, why, why is Sting singing this Christmas song? It just makes sense. It's just a Christmas song, and you might recognize that it's Sting. Add to that, like for an example I had from college, my Ren and Stimpy Christmas album with the bluesy version of Ren Howick telling you how much he hates Christmas and why. And that's jarring because it's a novelty <laughs> goof. Yeah, and like it's that a comedy album. album. It is. It's pretty awful, but it is. But then Weird Al's Christmas at Ground Zero, that can play in the background. If you don't know it's Weird Al, that's a sweet song. Okay. Because it sounds like a fucking Christmas song, and he's jovial singing it, it's got all the bells ringing. And and as a kid, it made sense, because there is always that lingering dread of Christmas is fun, but wouldn't it be horrible if tragedy struck on Christmas? Or Christmas is great, but then the New Year's coming, and we're closer to the 2012 apocalypse, whatever it is. So... That's a wonderful song on both levels. This 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 doesn't work that way. No, no. And until the next song, no. But the next song after this, the Merry Merry Christmas song. I don't. This sounds like what one of those novelty singing trees would sing. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's the catchiest of the songs, I guess. Is it? it calls back? I think because so. it's
1: my. It's the least memorable for me at this very moment. Oh, really? I cannot. I cannot hear it in my head at all. Oh. It may because it's called Merry, Merry
0: Christmas, and there's nothing there. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's a phrase. It's just the thing people say. <laughs> it is. I don't know. I thought it was catchy. It calls back to the comb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is the one time I laughed on this album because they have a droid No, you laughed sheep. earlier. Oh, did I? I can't really remember I what at? you
1: said you laughed at. Okay, uh, so I laughed
0: twice. Yeah. I gave the first side a pity laugh for effort. <laughs> On this side, a droid is counting sheep, and that's kind of funny. Uh, another droid gets tickled. I think a droid got tickled earlier. I don't know how that works. These are just a list. <laughs> I read a list of what occurs in this song. C-3PO tells you to eat a honey bun. <laughs> I don't know. And it's funny. My note did say in most catchy songs. Yeah, I don't know how this went.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this one is right? forgettable.
0: I guess. Do well, you have what? But you didn't. You don't remember it. Did I, you not like it? I don't. I don't have
1: a, a note of like or dislike against this one. It, You've heard it eight times. I apparently, maybe these were the. I I zoned out at this time. Maybe it's yeah. maybe it's so Christmassy and so catchy that I did zone out, and maybe it doesn't fit <laughs> the story. Although you're saying there's tagbacks. Um, I heard some direct I, I zoned out of this one. Huh. But I didn't zone out of the next one. This this next one uh, again is a story, and so I was right there with it. And it's a uh, like sleigh ride. It's a reimagining of something we already know. <laughs> That's true. What is this one called? This is called Christmas Sighting. A uh, oh, Christmas Sighting. No, I have just Christmas Sighting. But okay. Oh really? A uh, Christmas okay. Sighting. We, Boy, that really mattered. I'm we sorry. might be looking at the the different track lists uh, online. Uh, but, uh, Christmas sighting parenthetical twas the
0: night before Christmas and parenthetical. Yes. And this features, I thought the first mention had they already mentioned. They mentioned the as they do, uh, I believe in Christmas in the stars right at the they, start. Okay. S clause. S clause. Stuff like that's weird. That, I feel like that happens in other things when it's like, why are, why won't you? And I know we get the answer, but it takes a while to get there. But we're supposed to know s Claus and not be thrown that it's not saying Santa Claus.
1: No, I think I think if you're listening to this for the first time, you're supposed to assume it is Santa Claus. And then when it turns out to be Santa's- Whoa, whoa, what, whoa. Am I- Really getting ahead of oh, yourself no. on this album. Thank you for stopping me.
0: That's Luke's dad. What? Oh, but, huh? He just choked a guy on, on, on the blockade runner.
1: Um, P.S. You've already mentioned Santa's son earlier in this
0: episode. P.S. Clause, you're right. <laughs> I apologize. But yes, this is this is C-3PO recounting basically his version of uh, of the um The Night Before Christmas. Poem, yeah. The uh, was The Night Before Christmas. Is that in public domain? Can you just <laughs> – I mean, I guess he's doing – he's I, just saying it in the rhythm
1: of it. It's in public domain enough that you can rewrite the poem. Uh, I There's all sorts of Night Before parodies of that poem.
0: Okay. So I'm working on one myself. <laughs> During the recording of this episode. I don't blame you. Um, yeah, this, again, is C3PO recounting his encounter with S Claus. S Clause, yeah. And I keep saying this, which is odd, but this might be all the album actually needed. This, I feel like, would have been a good storybook. Because you have C3PO recounting a story to R2. Um, so it's kind of like Star Wars' first Christmas. It's s clause so it doesn't have to be the earth santa necessarily right and you could have you know you could have the poem written in a lot of kind of funny pictures of c-3po with a scarf on you know i this this would be a good kid's book it's got a funny moment where c-3po is hiding under the bench i did laugh at another thing i laughed at <laughs> the r2d2 says he was scared he said no he was under the bench for some other reason but this this might be this is this is how i think you do this because it's so far out of any sort of confusing continuity. Kids know this story. They've heard it a hundred times. We're gonna read Twas the Night Before Christmas. And now it's but the version I've got for the book has three PO in it. So it's this is fun. This sure. is what they should do. And maybe they, they have. Like can we say that,
1: that that storybook isn't out there?
0: I think so. We would have seen
1: pictures of it by now. That's <laughs> by how now. the internet works. Okay. So, there's a wiki I don't know. I didn't storybook. know this existed until a week ago.
0: Yeah, which I find so weird. I find it weird that you didn't know this existed. I, I don't know. I haven't been
1: seeking and it out. Now it's one of your favorite it's albums. It's up there.
0: It's like next to Taylor Dane's Millennium
1: Collection. It would probably be it's it's in the thirtieth uh of, of my favorite Christmas albums of all time. Maybe number twenty eight. That's
0: awful. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like a lot of Christmas albums. Uh, no, that's very close to one is what I'm saying. <laughs> really? This? This trash this garbage. <laughs> this garbage. It's not this garbage. Space trash garbage it's, from it's, outer space. It's a.
1: I. I still feel it's a serviceable kids uh, album for Christmas and Star Wars. If you like Christmas, if you like Star Wars, this works
0: for about one season. For one selection, too. I feel like <laughs> any one, not any, but a couple of these songs on their own, or this. Like you like this, right? You did. You it said was you like the Christmas sign. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was it was the funny you know retelling of "Twas the Night Before Christmas." Uh, yeah, trying to fit it into this world of droids and 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 uh, galaxies, sure, yeah.
0: And it's fine, and it's narrated by a character we know, so that's fine. And the reason I say that's what you need is because this kind ca- this track leads into the last track, your favorite track, called "The." <laughs> this last <laughs> track is creepy. <laughs> This last last track, it's called The Meaning of Christmas. Yeah. One, it's far too long. But two, it was really unnerving. Well, I don't think it helped that S. Claus shows up. Yes. At the end of the last song, S. Claus, who I guess is shy. Yeah. Because he didn't do the work himself for all these toys. He's shy. He comes in and he sounds, his voice and his demeanor and how he's communicating sounds- like a perpetrator in a special episode of an early 80s sitcom.
1: Oh, yeah. It is it's the r- worst vocal choice this album could have made.
0: I had a moment of thinking, is that John Bon Jovi? Because <laughs> he is a perpetrator in a special episode of an early 80s sitcom. But no, this is really creepy. S. Clause shows up, 3PO and R2CM. And it does play into that weird mystique that I didn't want as a child. Like There was always that idea of, what if I woke up and is here? How fucking scary would that be? Yeah. And would he sound like this? Yeah. Describe to me how – because I I didn't know if you were going to have that same feeling. It's really off-putting. <sighs> it is. It's like – it's almost childlike,
1: but it's an adult, and he's kind of condescendingly talking to everybody, but also trying to also make you feel warm and welcome and, and safe, and that's just – I don't even know if I can, if I even want to try and do it. It's like a, you know, well, Merry Christmas to everyone. It's I like, I can't even quite get it. Yeah, no, it's it. creepy. It's just creepy. At first I thought it's like, what did they want it to sound like Luke Skywalker? Because it a little bit sounds like Luke Skywalker, but then not, then no. Then it just goes off into this creepy, yeah, guy in a uh, overcoat kind of talking to me. It's an unnerving way to end. Oh, yeah. And the topic, the meaning of Christmas. Like, this is the voice they want to
0: sing about the meaning of Christmas? This is a shitty song. It's a long song. It feels like a Bad Variety special, but the kind where it's like if Barbara Mandrell's voice was singing this, or if um, Captain Ortonia, I don't know which one, was singing. Like It's that kind of a thing where it's like it's – or Florence Henderson could have done a bang up job with right. this. Florence Henderson would have been an amazing S Clause. Yes. But Gordon Jump from that Different Strokes episode is not. No. But that's who we get. And it's unnerving and it's it's got a weird moment. Earlier I said that the droids are slaves. I say it because of this song. Yeah. S. Claws is talking about how all the little boys and girls are going to get a little gift. And the droids ask him. The droids, by the way, who you had said earlier, this I guess this album takes place in a factory of droids making toys. I don't feel like that really comes up, but, but you mentioned that's that. How that's how I true. feel, yeah. The droids ask if they're going to get gifts. Right. And S. Claus tells them, basically, your work is your gift. <laughs> What you're doing for everyone else and building these, that's your present. And a little bit of me gets that. Like, that's a lesson you tell a kid where it's like giving this gift and the feeling you get. That's one thing. Yeah. But the fact that the droids are doing this f- for faceless people they don't know and S. Claus is away. taking. Galaxies away. And S. Claus is taking the, uh, the, 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 the you know, he, he's the one who's doing it. He's taking all the the, the, the glory of it. Like, that's weird. It's, it's <laughs> very weird. It just keeps going and going. It feels like it's being written a fraction of a second before we hear it. <laughs> and it's just, I just, and it's just, it's trying to pull on your heartstrings, but because of this voice and because it's trying so hard, it's like, this is when they're really saying like, make sure the kids know it's Christmas. And I just, I listening to this song, I'd never heard this. I don't think I've ever made it to the end of the record before we're listening to it for this because this did not seem familiar, s claus did not seem familiar. I was so put off that I just, listening during it, because it kept going and going, I just pictured like a lonely me, like me all by myself, stranded far from like my home on the kitchen floor of some empty apartment where like my roommates were all gone for the holidays and I'm just sitting on the kitchen tile with this empty scotch bottle on Christmas Eve, bawling because I'm playing this track, trying to reconnect with some childhood joy of the holiday to feel anything from this sham of a track holding my phone with six of the seven digits to a suicide prevention line typed in just because I wanted to wish someone a Merry Christmas. This song made me feel bad. Because it's, it's, it is. It's just like one of those badly animated, overly Christian cartoons you might see as a kid yeah. or, or just you know, like A Little House on the Prairie Christmas episode where you're just watching and it. it's just like, look at the tragedy that hit these poor people. Right. Their house burned down. They have no gifts. They're just a family and they're gonna have to live in the church basement, but they're together on Christmas. I guess that's a lesson. Yeah, That's depressing. And this song is depressing. And I imagine that even though this is the first time I heard of it, this might be why this album hasn't caught on, why it doesn't have the legacy of the holiday special. Even though it throws a little reference to the Force at the end as an afterthought. Oh, may the Force <laughs> be with you? This is just, this throws aside the droids, throws aside Star Wars, and it's just really trying to just manipulate your fucking heartstrings a la Harry Connick's When My Heart Finds Christmas. And it just, there's nothing behind it. And it was such a hollow, like I already was kind of frustrated with the album. This eight minute song, epic song, when I got to it, just made me hate the album as a whole because all I can picture are the kids who listen to this whole thing and they get to this track and you got to finish it because you started it. You're a completist, you're a kid, but it's so just sad and demeaning i hated this song i hated s claws. s clause is the worst and i just i don't know i don't know why because when i was a kid you could slap star wars on anything and i was fine with it and again as i said earlier as an adult i get that and I, and I can be like, oh, Ben Kenobi toothbrush, that's fine. Oh, the, the, the Burger King Star Wars cups, that's fine. You know, all this stuff, I have good memories of it. Maybe that's some of it. But this, I have no space in my life for this. But I'm going to watch the fucking holiday special this year. But this.
1: Yeah, this is, I think, what might be the thing for you when it comes to Star Wars. And like you're saying, the money grab and get slapped on different things. What you're getting in a in a Burger King cup is an image of a character, either from the movie or in a new pose, mm-hmm. and it's it's also a cup, which is useful. <laughs> it's a useful cup. Yeah, it's true. This they're trying to create something from that world, and it just doesn't work. It it crosses galaxies. It crosses time. It's trying to create a a new character here in s claws, and it's just not working for you on any level. I say you can cut out the last song and still have an okay child Star Wars Christmas (laughs) sing-along that could be a decent story, a decent animated something, or a storybook. I think there's some stuff that works there. I think the last song ruins it. Um, and I don't think it's repeatable. I think it's like of the moment, that first time. I, I know some kids that are friends of my friend, my daughters uh, who are into Star Wars. I think they'd get a kick out of this during this holiday season. I don't think they'd go back to it next year or the year
0: mm-hmm. after. I'm not going to. No. All right. I might play it again. Nine times, <laughs> not to sound like '80s child perpetrator Jeffrey Jones here. It's not long. But nine times, as long you know
1: the length of that last song, uh, and as long as it feels, it's still only about thirty
0: minutes. Very long, thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was I was let down. I'm sorry to start the holiday season off with this. I guess get this out of the way. Yeah, let's just get this one out of the way. How can Star Wars fail me? That's my problem. Why, why? Why am I? I'm sounding like one of those douchebags. And what? What am I holding this up to? It hasn't failed you. You got you got out of it what you needed. You
1: got some new R two D two sounds. Let it get that R two D two whistling. And you got some, you know, Wookiee references. And I that's did. what you need. The hmm. the image of a Wookiee kissing a droid. You said you enjoyed that. Go back, listen to the tape. So, and that's all you need, a few things. I think you can be okay with that.
0: Yeah, what a piece of crap. (laughs) I'm sorry. What a letdown. I'm not normally like this with pop culture, but this I could do without. Thanks for doing with us, everybody. Wait, did you have anything you wanted to add? I don't think there's much more you could add to Christmas in the Stars. I think we talked all we could. Yeah. I'm going to seek out other podcasts about this. This topic, I want to hear what other people say, but thank you for listening to what we have to say. And if you're curious, maybe about what we sound like or what I sound like when it's something I enjoy, Bob, you sounded pretty good on this episode. Thank you. Uh, but you can hear us, you can hear past episodes, recent episodes at 20popcast.com. That's the main website for the show. This episode, or the most recent episode, is always right up there, as well as links to all of our 87, maybe, past previous episodes. We're we're getting up there in numbers. Um, So you can check out your old episodes there. If you enjoy the show, a good way to support the show is to subscribe to it. Uh, you, can, you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Google Play. There are links on the website, so click through any one of those, and you'll find a way to subscribe to the show. You can follow us on Twitter, at 20PopCast, on Instagram, also at 20PopCast, and on Facebook, just at 20th Century Pop. And that's a good way to show your support, just to start. Um, we're trying to continually build the show. We've got the holidays coming up now, so if you'd like to re-gift something, play this episode for someone. How about that? Or the comb, you got them last year. Give them that. Bob, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, I will
1: add my Twitter handle, at RH rhcanning. Uh, Tim, it sounded like you were going to seek out other podcast opinions on this album. I want to know our listeners' opinions. Do they have one? Have they heard it? Um, tweet us uh, at uh, 20 Podcast and uh, at our uh, individual t- Twitter handles as well. And let us know. Comment on Facebook.
0: And yeah, move. I really want to know if anyone has a fond memory of this. I'm, and I'm being honest. I'm yeah. not going to judge you, the person who has it, because it's your memory. And that's how pop culture works. My reaction to this was just a visceral disgust to S-clause. <laughs> but I'd like to know because this wasn't a part of my childhood save from that one song that echoed in my head as this faint memory. So yeah, if you've got the album, if you grew up with it, trust, drop us a line. Maybe we'll talk about it before the season's over again. But uh, the season has just started We're going to do a couple other Christmas theme episodes In the coming weeks I'm pretty excited for those Versus this one So yeah, hopefully we'll, 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 uh, we'll be back next week And maybe you as a listener Will too, I feel like I'm talking to you and I Because we're the listeners But there might be other ones out there There are, I know there's other ones out there So maybe they'll hear us next week Snacks!